And hello and welcome to the third episode of the Terminus Podcast. I almost fucking forgot the name of our own podcast. My name is Trevor. I'm still not wearing any pants. No, he's... Okay, so we literally aren't even on the same recording anymore. No. No one knows what the fuck you meant by that. But you know what? It's okay. That's Jeremy. no, no. For the people that don't know me... He's never wearing pants. I am never wearing pants. I mean, technically... Ever. You're wearing shorts. I mean, if if boxer briefs are shorts... Yeah. I mean, they're short. They are definitely short. They're short, short. Do you like them? Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, when we get sponsored by MeUndies, they have, uh, like, partner package deals. We should get some matching MeUndies. I would love that so much. I think that would be good. Oh. We can't talk about, like, things that we might get. This is our friendship. This is our friendship. This is a a good friendship. What color are your underwear right now? Uh, They're gray. I'm wearing Godzilla. That's good. That's really good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this is the show where two dumb idiots talk about things that happened in the week prior and talk about things in their small brains that are going to happen that they like in the week to come. And yes, I would say that the first couple of episodes of our show have been, I mean, they've definitely been a thing. They've been a thing. They exist. They exist. Uh, We finally have a Facebook page that got set up. uh, Basically, this is not news as as of the last episode we had a Facebook page. Nah. Uh, But uh, you can now go to facebook.com forward slash terminus pod to get us in your ear holes there. Um, SoundCloud is not a new thing, but we are now on Apple Podcasts, which is really exciting. We're official as fuck, guys. Uh, So it's... I've never had a podcast declined from Apple Podcast, which Way is really just no. No, here's the here's the cool thing. No, here's the cool thing. Um, it's there. There are some really strict rules. Yeah, and I was a little bit worried about this one. You know what's funny uh, about this? I'm on the podcast <laughs> and I have no idea what those rules are. No, I'll tell. I'll fucking. I'll part the fucking kimono right now. So the rules of Apple Podcasts, you cannot like say shit like that's too disparaging of the government you cannot say shit that's too like like inflammatory yeah and it's like okay did you fucks listen to this podcast like i don't know last week we talked some pretty big shit on a few different people yeah um but that's just because we are those people we yeah that's true basically if you don't like us fight us no that is very true um but we are now on Apple Podcasts, so you can find us at the Terminus Podcast with Trevor and Jeremy. Um, Yay. And uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that later at the end. Um, but, but don't forget the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we do have an Instagram. Yeah, we do. Um, shout out to, is... uh, who's, what's his name? The comic artist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to, like, uh, vamp a little bit while you fucking pull this up? Jackson Compton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so shout out to Jackson Compton, local comic book artist, for I guess just randomly finding the fucking page and liking it. Like, cool. That that's pretty legit. That's man. very neat. We we both got kind of caught off guard by that, and uh, we hope this doesn't make you too uh, feel too awkward. But no, yeah, no. Just like uh, there's no there's no jokes here. Just like hey, thanks. I, I mean, seriously. It. I mean, uh, if you know anything about Oklahoma comic book nerdery, he's a, and, he's uh, a big deal. Fan- he's written some fantasy books. He's uh, got some really great comic books. Uh, 
definitely check it out. Yeah. It's it's definitely well worth the 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 search. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, that that was really really cool. Um. I'll tell you what though. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to podcast today. At least not for very long. You know why? So I'm fucking just engorged on some of this chili. Dude, I'm so gassy right now. Um, just so Do you gassy. put anything in the chili? Um, if I'm being honest with you, I, f- I was kind of concerned about both of our colons. Okay. Um, so I went to the uh, InfoWars nutritional stuff, and I got us some of those uh, colon, new- uh, colon cleansers. Oh, fuck. You- okay, I was not informed of this. The chili was good. It was like Pioneer Woman Chili. Yes. <laughs> um, but I was not aware that you put essentially laxatives from InfoWars in my fucking chili. I didn't. I was super concerned you were getting like, I, colon cancer. You What? You were, you're concerned like colon cancer? Yes. Motherfucker, I had a mixing bowl full of chili. Uh, I had an Alex spins. Jones yeah. si- sized bowl of chili. TM. Literally... <laughs> <laughs> a bowl the size of Alex Jones. Oh, it was so big, and it, it was so full of That's hate. 500 pounds of chili. Dude, we put so many peppers in that thing. That was the most hateful chili I think I've ever eaten in my entire life. I will say, not to say that Alex Jones himself is 500 pounds, because he clearly is not. Uh, literally, when you just put chili in a bowl, the volume of the chili is just going to add up to 500 pounds. It was basically like putting an entire cow in this chili bowl. By the way, Alex, if you hear this, if you don't like what we just said about the chili, fight us. And fuck you. Anyway, I forgot everything about my day because of how delicious that chili was. No, I don't think you forgot everything about your day because of the deliciousness. I think you forgot everything because you ate chili with InfoWars supplements in them. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. My colon has never felt cleaner. (laughs) I mean, you... Really? Yeah. Even even with the enemas. Like, Dude, you had a whole bunch of enemas. Yeah. Even with those. Yeah. Um, also, there there was a little bit of blood, um, like, in the stool earlier, um, which I'm also taking to be the toxins of my blood leaving my body through my bo- uh, booty hole. That was not a very well-constructed English sentence. Which it you know it wasn't, but I'm, like I said, um, I forgot everything, including the basic structure of a proper sentence, because of how delicious that, that chili was. You know you know what I will say about the chili? Um, fucking, it, it makes you feel like Alex Jones. It, it's true. Like, I, I imagine he is the way he is, because after eating the chili with the InfoWars supplements in it, he just wants to shit everywhere. Yeah. And because he does, like, a 17-hour-long show every day, yeah. like, he literally wakes up, eats a bowl of chili, then fucking goes to the studio and just holds in his diarrhea for fucking it's 24 hours. Uh- <laughs> I mean, I got concerned because whenever I was... I'm going to be honest with you guys. When I, when I was in the bathroom, it wasn't the most free-flowing uh, situation. Uh, things were not coming out as planned. And I realized whenever disgusting. I was pushing beads of sweat on my forehead, white knuckled, I found myself just saying the most insane shit. And like, I, Were you was, trying to open a pickle jar at that point? Um, no, that was actually earlier. Like, at, Well, not earlier, but like later. Okay. I got the weird craving for pickles, and I was just like, this is how I open open a jar of pickles and then I realized I was struggling and my hands were quite sweaty. Were they were they really sweaty? They were really sweaty. Were they, like, they it was were just, like the most sweat? 
God, it was so horrible. But I was still just covered in sweat, though. Hey, you know, I've been meaning to talk to you. Your your hairline is kind of receding a little bit. <sighs> Guys, this is our last podcast. After this episode, I will be killing myself. <laughs> no, I was just saying, you, you're starting to look a lot like Alex Jones a little bit in the sense that he's losing most of his hair. <laughs> I'm just really concerned that that's the case right now. Um, Jerry, oh not. my god, Hold, oh my god. <laughs> the CIA is running, running Joe Six Rings on Mars! Oh, fuck. Oh my god. I, oh no. Obama smells like suffering. What the fuck was that, dude? I'm afraid <laughs> to say anything. <laughs> Help. <laughs> It was an inside job. Whoa. Fuck. Oh my god. Uh, no, don't stop me. Stop me. The water water started the frogs breaking gang. Oh my god. I know how we can solve this. Repeat after me. Repeat after me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. This is a family program. This is a family program. How do you feel? My eyes are burning. Yeah? So, Jeremy, what are you drinking? (laughs) Milk stout. Milk stout? I'm super afraid now. Um, Yeah, milk (laughs) stout, because I'm trying to keep... Trying to to keep away from... My bones strong and my colon clean. You you need your strong bones because you're about to fight the lizard people who also happen to look like very famous politicians, not Donald Trump. Is it a problem that I forgot my child's name? What's up, baby birds? We're back. This is Jeremy, and that's Trevor over there. Hi. Hey, Trevor. Hey, Trevor. Hey. Um, so, I, I just kind of want to tell you about, uh, it, it, it was a few years ago, I was at a grocery store. And there was so what, what what brought this what, what's bringing this story on by the way um just the the, the chili light, the chili okay. yeah the chili it gave you some flashbacks yeah I had some flashbacks okay. they're all Alex Jones flashbacks Good. at this point great I mean I really need to get over that but um there was this eight year old kid he was wearing this Infowars t-shirt uh, and uh okay so I remember, where, is, where is this eight year old kid at he was literally at the grocery store they were buying meat I remember they were in the meat <laughs> section. Um, oh no! Yeah, and, and, <laughs> they were buying well, chili. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I hope they made chili that night because uh, they they were it, and it was him and his dad. And the only thing that I want to say about that is dad had dreadlocks, and I said this is fitting. Yeah. You know, you did tell me this story earlier. We're gonna. I'm gonna part the kimono again. You you did tell me this story, and it was very good. I forgot <laughs> the chili. Okay, you know, well, that's fine. We'll blame the chili. So, keeping in the conspiratorial mindset tonight, I want to talk about the story that I read in the uh, Colorado Springs Independent. Uh, I think this is alt-weekly in Colorado Springs, as the name implies. And it was hilarious. It was was a story. It was fucking good. It was really, it was fucking, I was a little bit mind-blown by it. So, it's been essentially proven at this point that gravity is real. I mean, I would hope so. I, I would mean, hope we, so. We are literally standing on the ground right now. We, like, gravity is real. Watch this. 
Watch this, guys. Oh, good. He's going to ruin the recording. Oh, no, you're going to drop it on carpet, right? Yeah. Good. See, watch. I want you guys to watch this. Watch this. Holy shit, it fell. It How do we know that it fell. didn't rise up to the ceiling? Oh, my God. Are we upside down? No, it's just the magic of audio. Nobody can see it. <laughs> um, shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, this story was fucking mind-blowing because it was basically like, it was a story about flat earthers. Uh, people who don't believe that the earth is round and don't believe that gravity is a thing. And the way that they presented the story was that, oh, they just, they got some neat ideas, but, you know, they're being persecuted by everybody. And I'm sitting here just agog because, okay, kind of a background on me. I come from a very sort of independent media sort of mindset. Uh, I was a big sort of proponent of the shit that Jello Biafra used to say, uh, if you don't like the media, become the media. Um, and I believe fully in the use of media by alternative institutions or people, individuals, to basically put out their own version of what they think the truth is. So I, I don't have any problem that this was published. What I do have a problem with is that this is positioning it like the New York Times would position a disagreement between a Senate Republican and a Senate Democrat. Yeah. Of like, oh yeah, you know, it's just some uh, just some misunderstandings like these flat earthers. They're not so bad. They got some good neat ideas. And it's like, no, their ideas are literally that the earth is fucking flat. Yeah. Like, okay, Jeremy... We joke around a little bit sometimes. We like to say that we have positions we don't every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, of course. Uh, do you believe the Earth is flat? Um, I can't prove that because uh, oh, the God. only the only times I've ever like seen the Earth is on a flat plane. Uh huh. And um, I've I've thought, oh my God, if I drive far enough, I'm just going to fall into space. And I've considered it because you know that's just where you, this is where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I will say I've never fallen off the face of the planet. Okay. Just keep it. Just seems to keep going, doesn't it? it? It really does. Just forever, almost as if we're living. Oh my God, we're on a sphere. <laughs> uh, well, I think we had a breakthrough on this episode of the Terminus Podcast. Jeremy learned a thing. That's absolutely going in the in the episode description. Jeremy learns a thing and has a dramatic episode with Chili. Uh, but so, like, there's this idea that like everyone is entitled to an opinion. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them. And, you know, you don't have to like what comes out of them. Yeah. But, you know, I do think there is something a little fucked up about flat earthers being sort of legitimized. Yeah. It's I'm... like this is – like in a day and age in which we have a president who's more famous for his juicy booty – <laughs> don't don't even is, start. I'm gonna get the tingles. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, more famous for his juicy booty than his fuck, like than any kind of foreign policy positions that he has, uh, other than the fact that Muslims are bad and we shouldn't keep them or let them in the country until we figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, like, despite the fact that we live in this day and age where Nazis are a thing and they're the ones who are like free speech, everybody. Um, I'm still amazed by this particular story because I, I think it's it's really illustrative of this idea in journalism 
where kind of like we talked about in episode one, um, where there's no such thing as a, a, a correct side. Yeah. You know? Well, and here's my problem is that we, we spend so much time trying to give every uh, single group and every single person this platform. And the reality is we are, we re- really are just normalizing stupidity and ignorance. And uh, I think that's what my issue is with every with it. Like I've already got a big enough issue with religion and spirituality as sure. it is, absolutely for the same reasons. But the thing about it is that goes back much further. And um, the flat earther thing, well, we kind of got over that back. You, you know, know Galileo figured that shit out. Like, yeah. like this is this is not to you know impugn on like their kids or anything like that like yeah. i i'm a i'm an anarchist in the same sense that like if you think you can teach your kids enough about the world that they can be fucking per, you know functional people go for it like i have no problem with homeschooling i have no problem with like the only thing that i would say is like you're you're not going to successfully teach this to your kids no i, I, you know, I mean like this this has been proven with homeschooling. This has been proven with fucking, yeah. uh, you know, any kind of sort of indoctrination, right? By any kind of church group or anything like that. Like if kids, like if the kid is sort of weird outside of your weirdness, they're gonna find a way to find out the truth. They're gonna Absolutely. find a way. They're gonna get on the internet. God willing, they're gonna get on the fucking internet. They're gonna look at the globes. Yeah. And go, holy shit, there's spheres out there. What is this uh, weird earth looking ball thing? Oh my god, the world's a sphere. Right. They're they're gonna look at that, they're gonna it's the same as the shit, you know, where you hear the story about the dude who was raised in the or the any person raised in a overly religious household who fucking goes online and finds out that like gay people exist and trans people exist and yeah. it's not an abom- a fucking abomination yeah and like that this this entire other world is out there yeah. and they have literally just been looking at it through a fucking religious sized keyhole and it's the same thing with flat earth Right. The difference is is that there's a little bit more of a secular tone to it, so it, it kind of it gets the benefit of the doubt weirdly. I don't get it. I don't dig that at all. Um, so basically, the the my issue with that is, you know, it's it's just like what I said in the the last episode. You have these groups of people that re- or the second episode, yeah, the last episode, whatever, um, <laughs> where basically you had this group of people who were poisoning poisoning the well. And I mean, you know, going back to Alex Jones with the conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, uh, let's talk about the conspiracy theorists. There were conspiracy theorists that were onto something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then, like, I think, the, like, I think the Kennedy assassination is like a really interesting. Like, yeah. there's, like, even with the commissions and stuff that were done, like, there aren't really a whole lot of conclusive things that you could say. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, like, there are conspiracies that are, like, kind of neat to think about. Right. Not because they're stupid, because they actually present odd things that can't yet be proven. Right. And then you have someone like Alex Jones coming in and telling you, well, your your, your Xbox is trying to make, uh, trying to look at your little kid's pee-pee. And because that happened, by the way, look it up. He said that. That's a real thing. And also your DVD has a player or, or a camera inside of it. And it is watching you masturbate. Also, look that up, ladies and gentlemen. That is also a thing. Motherfucker, I here I read a fucking story 
Because you know, I think we're back in that natural flow conversation now where we don't yeah. have to just talk about this. Yeah. Um, we can tie it back in. I read a fucking story at The Guardian by this – it was a pseudonym, so I don't even give a shit about the name, Harvey Dent, yeah. we'll just say. Um, it was this mom in Britain mm-hmm. whose 21-year-old son came home from college, had a tattoo on his shoulder, and that was the worst thing that he could have fucking done. She, like, mourned – the death of her child for three days. This is a real fucking article. And at the end of it basically said, like, I like I feel like he cut the apron. Like, he's been, like, he just, like, pushed me away. You know, all of this time that I spent worrying over whether or not, like, you know, food was going to get him sick and whether cell phones were going to cause him cancer. Right. I'm, like, whoa, 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 hello, fucking stop. You thought cell phones were going to cause your child harm? Oh, of course. Like, aside from the access to porn 24-7? Like, yeah. Uh, huh? No, the spinach is going to turn him gay. The spinach will turn him gay. The radiation from the phone will give him brain He's cancer. He's got to get mixed in with those um, satanic uh, atheists and go off and kill a preschool full of people. I'm just like... And, and that was, I mean, that was her point with the tattoo. Like, yeah. like how the fuck dare you? Like, she looked at her at her child. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a parent. No. I, I don't have the familial bond of being a parent with a child. Right. Um, but I can only assume that if your child came home one day with a tattoo, right. you would not be like, I don't know who you are anymore. Right. I'm afraid of you being in my house. You'll probably rob me later tonight. Right. That's some shit, man. It's, it's, it's insanity. And it goes back to this, like, this weird, archaic belief in superstition. Right. And, and that, that, you know, perfectly bringing it back uh, to where we were, you know, like all of this is pure superstition. And so whenever you look at, uh, because you brought it up where, yeah, we've got these uh, secular individuals who um, say these things. The the group that I would like to point out are the groups of people who believe that the universe is nothing but a hologram produced by uh, NASA and also the U.S. government as a way of keeping you in line by allowing you to have something pretty to look at this holographic universe. Uh, I don't know, dude. You. If you looked outside, it's not that good. It's really not. We're in Oklahoma City. There's no stars and everything looks like shit. Um, but, you know, like, there are those people. There yeah. are those people that think we're just kind of in this big skybox, pretty much. And uh, ruining ruining it for you Christians. Like, I think, like, if you are a logical thinking person <coughs> and you approach your topics with even the slightest ounce of skepticism, you absolutely should be offended by this. And I, I I don't think that at this point we should find entertainment in these types of things. We shouldn't find entertainment no. in normalization of stupidity. Because eventually, if we let this kind of thing just kind of latch on and, 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 and continue uh, without actually facing it and, and actually debating it and fighting against it, I am deeply afraid that this is going to become the social norm. Um, just in the same way that the alt-right became the current social norm. You know what I mean? Like, we really are, it does feel like we we are taking massive steps backwards. And, you know, me personally, I'm, I love science. I, I truly love science and I love the work, um, that has been, uh, provided to us and all the studies and the research and uh, on everything. Uh, some of it's kind of boring. I guess that was Motherfucker, kind of a really like, stupid sentence. I spent but... 25 minutes on last episode talking about how much I love space. Yeah. I love space. Yeah. I don't like the idea 
that Mike Pence is the one directing our space policy. No. Uh, he fucking... Okay, this is actually really good. Today I saw fucking just side-by-side headlines. Um, Mike Pence saying, we America will have boots on Mars. Below that, The Guardian. Uh, Mars is found to have organisms... Not organisms, but have some kind of chemical mm-hmm. that decomposes living organisms. Oh, dude, that's so good. Like, that is some, like, fucking Mission to Mars shit. Basically. Do you remember that movie? The Disney Mars movie? I hated that movie. It was a bad movie, but you know what? It it was kind of fun. Yeah. It was kind of fun. You know, um... Enjoy the things that suck. Sometimes they're... They don't suck all the way. Basically, just go to Mars, Mike Pence. Yeah, just go to Mars. Don't put a space in Please. Just... Um, Yeah, just go up there. But... Raw dog it. You're a man. Like, science is is so vital to a lot of the shit that we take for granted. I mean, obviously... <coughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. That was the magic body. We'll cut that out. That's why I stopped talking. Cool. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, science is responsible for a lot of the shit that we take for granted, a lot of the technology that we use. Yeah. Um, obviously, any kind of food we enjoy at the most for the most part is genetically modified. Right. Oh, my God. Um, you know, cows have, have not been, or not the same as cows from the fucking fifth century. Right. Um, the way that we ingest wheat is not the same as it was 400 years ago. Right. You know, so all of this shit is possible because of science. All of the medical advances are because of bio- biologists and chemists learning about the human body, learning about what interacts with the human body in ways that won't kill it. Right. And making sure that diseases get eradicated. Like, we are fucking a hair's breadth from polio being fucking eradicated for good. Right. That is insane. It's mind-blowing. And, I mean, and the part that's so offensive to me, in all honesty, is here we are, um, 2017. (coughs) (coughs) Mm, I had him listen to the first segment. And he got beer down his throat from his nose. It's true. I've been holding it in this entire time. I'm going to leave that. (coughs) I'm I'm leaving in all the coughs now. Good. Um, (laughs) This is going to be as hard to listen to as episode one. So it's just difficult to kind of see these groups of people try to halt um, our moving forward. You know, our progress. Um, you know, we're in the age of 2017 at this point, um, we've moved past the days where we invented the first light bulb. You know, we moved past the day, even going further back. We, we stopped praying away the cancer. Well, most of us have anyway, you know, we stopped, uh, you know, drilling holes into our brains to free the demons that were driving us crazy, you know, and all that shit. Yeah. I mean, and, there's a there's literally a podcast called Sawbones, which is a fucking amazing podcast, um, where their tagline is, don't drill a hole in your head. Yeah. It's a medical history podcast, and, like, that's their thing. They, they point out the boneheaded shit that we used to do right. because we didn't know any better. Right. And it's just terrifying to think that people are willing to take us back into those... Uh, uh, days with not uh, with outright proven archaic uh, uh, ideas and beliefs. I mean, religion and spirituality—that's one thing. That's a debate. That's not a provable um, discussion one way or another. 
right? Right. That's that's something that like that's that's a philosophical question. Exactly. What what isn't a philosophical question is using either that as an excuse or just sort of going for it and saying, "Now you know what." I think what we're going to do today is not believe that the earth is round yeah. or believe that the earth is, the earth is hollow or right. be earth, believe that outside of the earth, um, fucking the sun and all of the planets revolve around it like a giant baby mobile. Right. Uh, also, just that thought. <coughs> oh my God, it's still just like coming down. <coughs> <coughs> we, will, we will stop here in a second. There you go. But I, I don't just it's it's frustrating. It's it's frustrating to sit here in again the year of our Lord, twenty seventeen. Yes. And praise still him. praise him. Still be saying that flat earthers are someone we should take seriously. How the fuck are we even having this discussion right now? Persecution. How do we have to tell you? That's that was the headline of the article. Persecuted. These people are being persecuted. I want to know how. I want to know how the fuck they're being persecuted in a day and age in which any white person can fucking do anything and yep. a cop will just be like, hey, you want to go to Burger King? Persecution is disagreement. Remember that. Persecution is disagreement. Remember Josh Fierce sign. Remember that motherfucker. Oh, I do. I that, remember that. That dollar store fucking bargain bin goddamn Fred Durst piece of shit. Fuck you. Didn't he have like the like you know do you 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 went to high school in Oklahoma? Yeah. I did too. Yeah. Uh, the football coach with like half of his chin as yeah. a beard, but yeah. not the rest. Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, also side note, also a con artist. You can also look that up as well. Um, but you That's know, true. this is the man who thinks that Christmas trees not being on cups um, uh, at Starbucks. Uh, the fact that uh, a McDonald's restaurant actually took side with LGBT with french fry boxes. Yeah, God forbid that happens. Because, um, you know, that's a thing. Um, basically talking about taking up arms against anybody who stood against them because this is a war on Christianity. They are being persecuted. This is not what persecution looks like. Motherfucker, Look at the 1800s. Look at the entirety of 1800s and before, even the 60s. Look at the fucking 60s if you want to see persecution. No, I mean, we, we can actually talk about Christian persecution. We can talk about the fucking fact that if you were a Protestant in any part of Europe from, like, the, the 1000s mm-hmm. to the 1400s, you could potentially be shot and killed. Right. Well, not shot and killed, but, you know, killed in various ways. Right. Because of your heretical beliefs, yeah. the the Catholic Church was the church. There was no other church. Right. You know, the fact that Martin Luther put the 99 Theses on the, on the doors of the Catholic Church, like, that was him saying, fuck your church. Right. The, he got persecuted. Right. I don't want to hear any shit about how dude bro with a college football coach, or no, a high school football coach beard... In anywhere in the Deep South, the Midwest, the Oklahoma area, mm-hmm. um, is being persecuted because people don't agree that there should be Christmas trees on coffee cups at Starbucks, right. and don't agree with him that McDonald's shouldn't help, you know say, hey, we appreciate LGBTQ people, or fucking Target, you know, saying, hey, if you are trans, you can actually use our fucking bathrooms. Right, like that is some hot horseshit. 
It's but, not persecution. No, absolutely not. And uh, before we go to break, I just have one last thing to say about that motherfucker. And uh, if if you also agree <laughs> with them, motherfuckers, since we, uh, we are the lovely, precious little snowflakes that we are. I'm a tiny, tiny snowflake. If you find the need to get offended over a fucking Starbucks cup and a fucking french fry package... Who's the true snowflake, motherfucker? I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to quote Ayn Rand here. Check your fucking premises. Like, check your whole shit. Check your entire raison d'etre. Because that was horrible French. Everyone knows what I fucking said. I don't care. Because if you think that the the fucking Starbucks cup is the biggest thing that is going to, you know, happen to you. You are doing really fucking well for yourself. Yeah. You exist, like, not to overuse the word, because I know that, like, privilege is not a thing that, like, folks like to talk about, but you're real fucking privileged. Like, higher up than most white people at that point. You probably got fucking a Ford F750 with lifted, with a lift kit, and fucking, like, the horn. Shit. (laughs) And. I'm actually surprised I hit as much of that as I that did. That was beautiful. But you are doing really fucking well for yourself. And next time you feel persecuted, check out the the people that are in your community that go to your church that don't have your kind of money but still happen to give you 10% yeah. of their fucking income every week. Go fuck yourself. Consider yourselves officially persecuted, motherfuckers. Trevor? Jamie. You feeling that chilly, buddy? You look a look a little red. Kind of sweaty. I'm a, I'm a little upset, yeah. There there's there's some gastrointestinal uh inflammation happening. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, you're making some kind of worrisome noises earlier out of the bathroom and I I thought you were possessed there for a little bit. It was pretty nasty. It's, so it's been an hour since we last uh, were actually recording because of this. Uh, I was in the bathroom. Um, so, okay. Jeremy. Yes, Trevor. How much do you know about CNN? Um, I know they're terrible. Okay, so why are they terrible? Well, they're terrible because of the fact that they ended up, uh, well, threatening to dox someone who opposed them by way of meme. So, okay. There was there was some shit last week. I, I have an explanation okay. for this shit. It doesn't ultimately make CNN look better. No, not at all. But there is an explanation. So last week, a story came out about the Reddit user who was uh, basically found to have made this image of Donald Trump, what was a body slamming or fucking doing some kind of wrestling move to... Essentially, a logo of CNN. Yeah, a logo of CNN. Not you know, like this is some shit that like you would have made in two thousand and eight. Yeah, on in fucking kid pics. Mm-hmm. This was not. This was nothing. Right. Um, found this person and and basically they wrote some very concerning lines. They they let the the audience know 
that, oh, well, this is, we're not going to release this person's information because they're a private individual uh, and they have promised to never, ever do this again and be really, really good. And CNN reserves the right to change their mind on this decision um, should their behavior change. Yeah. So define ethical journalism. I wish I wish I could. There is no real such thing. Um, but here's here's what I will say. Okay, journalism by itself is a very big field. There are a lot of people who consider themselves journalists. Uh-huh. Um, the author of the story is is someone who you know they went to school for journalism. They they were a journalist uh, or have been a journalist for a long time, and they should definitely fucking know better. But here's how they were sort of made famous. Uh-huh. Uh, the art author of this article was Andrew Kaczynski. Um, he was formerly a BuzzFeed writer. Now, BuzzFeed oh, has Oh, we're been, off to a good start. Okay, okay. BuzzFeed has been known to have good journalists. Michael Hastings, fucking fantastic journalist. That's the motherfucker that brought Stanley McChrystal down. Okay. So, we're talking big deal. Um, Andrew Kaczynski was no Michael Hastings. Uh, this dude got big, got famous, because he would post YouTube videos of politicians who at first in you know sort of the start of their career would say one thing mm-hmm. and then 10 years later when everyone's position has changed my shit has not been the same for 10 years right but when their position changed they would they would post video or he would post videos of them saying something different right 10 years later um or on the campaign trail and this is how he sort of got famous he was famous for being at buzzfeed this oppositional research person and sort of he was he was big on the internet. He was big on Twitter, big on fucking BuzzFeed, and sort of was is a journalist that comes crafted out of this internet culture, which, as we all know, mm-hmm. the internet is fucking garbage toilets. Right, yeah. So CNN basically bought up him and his entire team um, towards the end of last year. It was around the time of the election, and CNN basically said, okay, so we want you guys to be on our team. Uh, he He goes by... Within CNN, his whole department is called the K-Files. Right. Which, the, no. Just no. We don't do this. This is not a thing that we do. We we don't endorse this. Right. This is, it's what it's called. Right. So, Andrew Kaczynski is the one who wrote the story. And Andrew Kaczynski has a lot of shit to say about how he wasn't being threatening, you guys. He wasn't being, you know, he... the. He comes out and basically says that the person on Reddit who did this called him up and was like, I don't feel threatened at all. Um, we have no fucking proof of this. No, no, um, no. The right wing basically created this uh, fucking hashtag, um, CNN blackmail. Now, I don't think this is blackmail. This right. was a dumb hack thing to do, though. Right. And it definitely has some very bad ethical implications. Right. Um, there is an organization called the Society of Professional Journalists, and the the ethics code that the Society of Professional Journalists sort of use is what is the what we consider the industry standard. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it says is that we don't fucking go after private individuals no matter how much we think that it's in the public interest to do so because right. they're private individuals. They aren't politicians. This Redditor, this this kid on Reddit is not we're, a fucking politician. We're not naming on purpose. Yeah, I don't... Not only do I not want to name him for um, sort of the quote-unquote ethical reasons, I also don't want to give him any more press because 
one of the things the alt-right likes to do is take any kind of press, good or bad, and use that as sort of more spin for their shit. So we're not going to name him. No. But basically, uh, CNN fucked up in a very big way. And the only way that I could see them coming out of this well, and I haven't checked the story to see if they've done this, but basically just cut out everything after we are not giving out this person's information because they are a private citizen. Right. Well, and and I have other issues with them. I mean, let's not forget the three uh, uh, reporters that ended up uh, losing their jobs over um, over the Russia thing. Over the Russia thing, yeah. Okay, so that's that's interesting. Your 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 right to sort of be upset. Mm-hmm. You know, the journalist got something wrong, and they got ultimately punished for it. Right. But I think that is a good thing. Like CNN was good to fire them, but they weren't good to air the stories without further research that's Um, that's on the journalist and the producer uh cnn as a company airs Uh hundreds of stories a day yeah so ultimately that's what we have to think about with that so i would say there is there is a a disconnect there okay um simply because they did get fired They, they were held accountable right you know to to cnn's narrow credit they were held accountable now whether Andrew Kaczynski is going to be held accountable, I don't know. I don't think he is. I think right. he's, you know, this is uh, an ideological war. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that I'm trying to say isn't necessarily that it's wrong that this happened, even though, to be quite honest with you, journalism without integrity, frankly, isn't journalism. It's just entertainment, as far as I'm concerned. Um, no, it absolutely is. There's actually a court case where Fox News... Um, has the right to say some of the shit it does because it doesn't classify itself as a journalistic institution. Right. Uh, According to court documents, Fox News is an entertainment company. Right. And so my issue with it is, though, if we're looking at this one thing as an isolated incident, right, Um, you'd be looking at something that is fucked up, but on its own probably not as big because we don't have a track record to follow. But the firing of the three journalists uh, over the the, the Russia uh, hacks happening so closely to this. Oh no, it, it's a bad look. But it, it, you're you're right to point out a couple things. Um, there is an institutional problem, mm-hmm. um, but it's an institutional problem. I think more of laziness than mm-hmm. it is of any sort of malice. Right. And I think some folks like to get that confused. No, I don't think it was malicious. I want to. I, I want to be very clear. I don't think it's malicious, um, but I do believe that it was very careless. And whenever you take look at something like journalism, I would expect anyone providing me information, just like I said, I think on the first episode, um, to be thorough and honest with me and above board at all times. You know, if you cannot offer me a news story um, that offers me the honest God's truth. Without debate, it's not news to me. No. Period. And that's the problem. So, this brings up something really interesting. So, I mentioned in the first segment um, about... um, Or no, the second segment, um, when we're talking about the flat earth, uh, Mm -hmm. that the doctrine I sort of subscribe to is if you hate the media, become the media. Or don't hate the media, become the media. Whatever the fuck Jell Biafra said. Yeah. Um, we have done that. 
and to the best of our ability to the best of our ability we we are trying to do that and i don't i i want to almost just fucking outright say this if you're listening to us and you're getting anything more than enjoyment schadenfreude uh or any kind of like chuckles out of this if you think there's any more to this than sort of surface level sort of goofery, then you might be in the wrong fucking place. Absolutely. We are not, I I'm, I did have journalism training. I know how to do journalism. I would not consider this journalism. No. And I would not consider myself to be a trusted source right now. I'm a very fucking compromised source. I am biased as fuck. And while I don't believe that bias or non-bias has anything to do with doing good journalism, um, I will fucking say that my shit's all about opinions. And if you think that anything that I say, whether you agree with me or not, is in any way, shape, or form the way that you should view the world, I'm a little bit fucking frightened of that. Oh, absolutely. Um, That, that's, we're dumb idiots. We're two dumb idiots in a fucking art room right now in a house in Oklahoma City. We don't have an institution surrounding us. We don't have fucking people paying our bills here other than like our jobs. Right. We are literally just two chuckle fucks sitting here in front of a microphone. You should not trust some shit that comes out of our mouths. Not a single fucking thing. At the very least, if you want to trust us, verify the shit we say. Absolutely. Like, we do our best to fact check shit. We don't just pull shit out of our asses for the most part. But you cannot trust a single fucking thing we say. You need to be vigilant. And I say this also because, kind of going back to the Flat Earth slash Alex Jones discussion, so many people got sucked into the InfoWars bullshit. So many people that I I think were otherwise good, caring people. Um, and, and that are good, caring people. They are truly concerned about where things are going, and are, they they want a good future for themselves and their families. Right. But fucking, they trust a guy who sells sugar pills on his website and calls them diet supplements. This is a man who literally believes that our existence is merely a memory and not a true existence, by the way. Yeah. This is a dude that a lot of people are pretty convinced is actually Bill... Uh, what? Are the... Oh my god, I, blo- I just blanked out on his name. Bill Hicks. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. That would have been real bad had I not remembered it real Oh quick. man, that makes me hurt because I love Bill Hicks so much and I love Alex, or I hate Alex Jones so much. Yeah, they were the same person. They are. The difference between Bill One's Hicks... Was bipolar. Well, yeah. And died of cancer. That's true. The difference between Alex Jones and Bill Hicks is that Bill Hicks was a fucking comedian. Right. Alex Jones? I not fully John. believe he believes this shit. Oh, I absolutely do too. I fully believe that he thinks that water is turning the frogs gay. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he legit believes that, you know, the CIA is running a child sex ring on Mars. That is a true statement. Um, that we're not making shit up. Like, these are things that he tells people. Um, now, just like on the first segment where it's like, oh, it's, it's funny to kind of sit around on the sidelines and point and laugh. But then you realize that people are actually being truly affected by this shit. And, like... You're taking attention away from areas that truly need that attention. There are true child sex rings here on planet Earth, not on Mars, not run by NASA, but actually 
funded by very powerful, wealthy fucking people, notable people, these people are creating victims. Yeah. But you're worried about Mars. the gay frogs and the child sex ring on Mars. Pull it all back to reality now. Google exists for a reason. Google it. You have literally the world's knowledge at your fingertips right now. Motherfucker, I will put some shit in the show notes if I think that a story is worth a second look. I'll put extra sources. I will go and find shit for you. Right. Uh, so that it makes it easier. You know, if you are on uh, Apple Podcasts, um, you can actually, in the show notes now, click on links. And if you do that, you will be able to go and see exactly what we're fucking talking about. I will fucking link the story about right. the Flat Earth people. I will link the shit about CNN. And if you think that that is still the complete story, you're still doing it wrong. You are simply listening to us, and if you like what we're saying, you're engaging in fucking confirmation bias. Right. We are we are assuaging that lizard brain of yours, the, the mm-hmm. lizard part of your brain, that says, ooh, in-group, we're all on the same team. We're all a bunch of cucks. God damn it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to get me to that one place. Knocks if you um, cut, bro. Oh, By Jesus. the way, he knocked. I did. Just so that you guys know. It's fine. You know what? At this point, I just go along with it and just figure the shit out as we go. You're such a precious snowflake. I am. But fucking, I, I'm just... This shit has been going on for a while. And let's let's all be fucking clear. We live in an age when, when InfoWars has a press pass to the White House. Yeah. We are in an age where fucking people who got famous from harassing video game developers off Twitter Mm. are now writing about and making public policy as, as a job, not as like a fun thing they do as a job. Right. Fucking I've, I've been on this fucking tear for the last week and a half because it's getting around that time. Um, and this shit just finally clicked for me. Gamergate, was three years ago. And in that time, we now have websites founded by people who, again, literally not figuratively, sent death threats to women and other people to get them off of social media platforms so that they had, you know, they weren't making games about social commentary, that they weren't making social commentary about games. And... It's been three fucking years since that whole shit started. Are you familiar with Gamergate? Uh, uh, to a very shallow degree. So for for you and our listeners who aren't familiar with Gamergate, blessed souls that you are, uh, I'm going to burst your fucking bubble right now. And this is where the chili kicks in, Here's, boys and girls. Here it is. Here it is. I'm fucking... I, I'm done. Gamergate... So we got... Here's how this shit started. Some scro decided that he didn't like the fact that his ex-partner... Zoe Quinn, a video game developer who has made tiny, tiny indie games that they sell on Steam, um, weren't some broke were up with them. If I'm not mistaken, some of them were free too. Yeah, they? some some were fucking free. Uh, th- that's what blows my mind about the whole thing. Is like these are like donations projects. Like this is some shit that I've seen people make in 24 hours. Right. Um, upset that their partner broke up with them. 
So decided to ruin their life. Basically posted this fucking blog post. It's like 17,000 words long. Right. Uh, full of just salacious pictures and like just different anecdotes of shit. Allegations of shit that they did. That yeah. Quinn did. Yeah, I remember um, uh, some of the shit about like her sexual... Yeah, they're they're provocations and things like that. Basically, you know? like so here's here's the whole shit, right? So like there's some like revenge porn style like nudes included in this document of pain. We call it style. I mean, it it, it, it was is revenge, revenge porn. porn. I mean, that's that what it is. Um but motherfucker one of the allegations was that Quinn slept with a journalist at Kotaku, Nathan Grayson, with no proof. Nathan Grayson in that they did this right to get a better review on their game, Depression Quest. Nathan Grayson did not review the game, Depression Quest. Right. Nathan Grayson did not cover Depression Quest but one time right. before the stated timeline where Quinn slept with him. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if Quinn slept with Grayson or the entire Polygon staff or who the fuck ever. Right. That's their decision. And that's not even the whole fucking point of this. The, this shit on a normal Thursday, would go on the internet and disappear. Do you, fucking Rob Kardashian released revenge porn photos of Black China this week. Do you fucking hear anything about that now? I, I'm literally just learning about that right now. <laughs> this is some shit that happened last week. It's out of the news cycle. I don't know who Black China is. She's a rapper, I think. That's about as far as that knowledge is going to carry that's, me in. It's... That's literally about as, as far as I know. I've already and forgotten she has, it. She does modeling, she does rapping, like music and other stuff like that. She's... I, I don't even care. Like, I don't care. Right. The fact is, like, he did something really, really fucking fucked up. People called it really, really fucking fucked up. Mm -hmm. And then it's gone. It's out of the... Like, it's just gone. It's out of our sight, out of mind. It's not shaping this social view of an entire group of people like Gamergate did. No, no, no. This is... Yeah, exactly. This is some shit, three years later, that people are still being fucked over by. This influenced everything that we, you know, fucking do and see and think about and how we write, how the discourse is shaped today. Right. So, after this was fucking published, the alt-right wasn't a thing. But men's rights activists, these weird little fucking basement dwellers who literally all they do is complain about how much pussy they're not getting. Those secret fucking pretty much rapist meetups. Dude. No, literally, like, like, that wasn't me using a euphemism. That's what they fucking complain about. Yeah. They, they complain about feminism. They complain about fucking everything yeah. that... It's all women's fault. It's all the LGBTQ community's fault. Right. It's it's horrendous bullshit. They latched onto this shit. And when they did, they also got the attention of a couple of notable fig figures. Namely, Ian Cheong and Milo Yiannopoulos. Now, you might not know that, that first name, and I'll, I'll get to him in a second. But have you heard of the second name? God, I wish I didn't. Fucking Milo, dude. Milo Yiannopoulos, a uh, lowly tech writer at the right-wing blog Breitbart. Breitbart being the site where failed professional journalist and dead person Andrew Breitbart 
made his final fortune. He's just a massive hypocrite. Before you continue on, I just want to say one thing. If America's so great, motherfucker, move here. No, he he lives here. I thought he, he still lived in Europe. No, he's still here. He's here. I didn't know he was ever here. Mother, Dude, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, hold on, Milo. Go home. <laughs> there you go. So, Gamergate fucking attracted these people. They amplified the, the shit. This image board 8chan was started and essentially fucking overran Twitter with all of this bullshit about how this is about ethics and game journalism. Motherfucker, if it was about ethics and game journalism, they have fucking failed. Right. They have fucking failed. It is three years later. Can you name me a single fucking games news organization that has changed their ethics policy during or after Gamergate? No. Can you fucking go to Polygon? Here's what, here's what Polygon's ethics policy is. Um, they don't let people who have a conflict of interest, basically, if they're working with the studio, um, right. write about their games. Right. Um, for example, um, Justin and Griffin McElroy are both video producers at Polygon. They can't make a video about 100-foot robot gaming or golfing, excuse me, 100-foot robot golfing because they are the voice and they're the they're voice actors they are announcers in the game as right. my brother my brother and me um so they can't write about it that's it that's all the fucking ethics policy at, Co- at polygon says kotaku has an ethics policy that basically says the same fucking thing so does gama sutra so does Eurogamer. so does pc gamer so does fucking um game informer Game Informer even has less of a fucking ethics policy because they're owned by Sony. Or no, GameStop. GameStop. They're owned by fucking GameStop. Yeah, so you already know how that's going to go, boys That's some good shit. Um, But I'm just... If the object was to change the ethical landscape of video games journalism, they fucking failed at it. Which leads me to believe that that was never the fucking object in the first place. You don't say. I do fucking say, Jeremy. What on earth could they be up to trevor well if it were if i had a fucking eyeball in my head i would say that the actual fucking situation is these motherfuckers found the catalyst for the so-called alt-right to come into being (gasps) gamergate is literally i'm fucking making the connections Putting that shit on the wall. We've got a full map up here, boys <laughs> and girls. It's dead serious. The string and tacks are up here. It's getting crazy. It's getting, getting spicy in here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, fucking, this is what provided the groundwork for the alt-right in their current resurgence. In their current um, ascension to power or the attempt at getting power. Fucking Gamergate is the reason that Steve motherfucking Bannon has the ability to be on the National Fucking Security Council for, like, two minutes and be an advisor to the most literal powerful man on the fucking planet right now who has a juicy booty but not much else. But that booty, though. (laughs) God, why did you have to bring that up, man? I was all heated over here, and now I'm getting heated in a different way. (laughs) Shit. It's getting spicy in here, boys and girls. Literally. Gotta take my shirt off. No. He didn't actually take off his shirt. It's coming um, off. But fucking the the audacity of fucking anyone saying that Gamergate was about ethics and gang journalism is mind blowing. Yeah. Because it was really just a fucking vehicle for the alt right. 
Now, I'm not saying that the alt-right was exclusively caused by Gamergate. I do want to make that very fucking clear. There, there are some other nice There are some other causes, but this was definitely the way that fucking the alt-right was able to see a path to prominence. Yeah. And I'll tell you something else. Some of the shit that happened during Gamergate, a lot of the the rhetoric that came out of these um, men's rights activist scumbag circles is real fucking similar to how we uh, see alt-right members and the White House talking about media in general. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Ethics and games journalism, I'll tell you exactly what that translates into. It's not about reforming the media that exists. It's about creating your own media and creating your echo chamber. Right. And saying that any media outside of that shit is fake news. Literally fake fucking news. It's literally, gaslighting, man. Literally, man, that's all it Ian is. Cheong, the guy I was telling you about, um, he fucking went on to found a website called Heat Street. Now, Heat Street is owned by Dow Jones, which is owned by News Corp. This is not some connections shit that I made recently. This is at the bottom of their fucking website. And it's wow. literally, literally devoted to furthering the bullshit that came out of Gamergate. Furthering the idea that people who believe in, oh, I don't know, fucking equality, people who believe in uh, the open borders, especially to refugees, people who um, believe that LGBTQ people should not be fucking killed on the street are snowflakes. Uh. Owned by Dow Jones and News Corp. People say a lot of shit about the think tank that I'm a part of. Um, we get accused of being uh, Koch brother shills. Mm-hmm. We've never taken, like, we don't have any fucking money. But. If they pour. God damn. God fucking damn. Could you imagine being hired by News Corp and just being like, hey, create your own video game pop culture vertical. Do whatever you want. And. You can make whatever the fuck you want. You make that, and you get paid a lot of money. That's some boggling bullshit. My brain is boggled. Gamergate pisses me the fuck off. Well, and especially whenever you consider the fact that it came over something so simple. It came over a fucking... It was a, it was a online... consequential event. Yeah, it was just a small video game. That's all it was. Just a small, independent video game with a little nobody developer. I remember 2014. I remember the shit that happened in 2014. There was some shit about YouTubers mm-hmm. um, not adver- or not letting people know that their paid advertisements were paid fucking advertisements. So YouTubers were like putting up videos um, where they're playing a game and they're endorsing the shit out of this game. Right. But they're not saying it's a fucking advertisement. That seems like a really big ethical breach. I fucking remember the fact that people were upset, that there were some people upset that journalists were going to a Doritos event because it had something to do with the call of fucking duty. Right. And getting free bags of Cheetos or Doritos. Right. That was some shit that was going on that I would say is a bigger ethical breach than in any world. Someone sleeping with another person and not getting video game coverage right. for their game. And, yeah, it, it's, 
is yeah, well, fucking it, depressing. Gamergate is the reason Donald Trump is in the fucking White House and is the reason why fake news is such a big fucking part of our lives at this point. That's the most depressing shit. If that doesn't send you into a suicide spiral, it definitely is going to send me into one. I hate this shit. But this is what what I was saying earlier. We normalize stupidity to such an extent that this can even be a discussion that we're having. We allowed this to continue for so long. You know what I mean? Uh, if we could have just put the brakes on. But of course you had those people who were so, so self-righteous uh, enough to not allow it to stop. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's the most depressing part about this. The fact that now we had something so, again, meaningless. It's, it's just a video game. And then yeah. here we are goddamn pepe the frog it's the fucking man. butterfly effect it dude. really is it's i'm telling you man butterfly effect i'm telling you richard spencer he's got the most punchable goddamn face on the planet oh that's just an established and fact. uh it, I, it's been far too long boys and girls since he had a good uh a good old deccan he's been so, prevented from going places yeah let's go ahead and free the beast let's go ahead and free him up i hear so there's some some black people on that street corner over there, Richard Spencer. You need to go talk to him about the virtues of being a white man and all that bullshit. We just want to see you get punched again, boo-boo. What we're saying is fuck the alt-right. Fuck Gamergate. And... Fuck your false news. Fuck ethics and games journalism. Welcome back. To the Terminus Podcast. It's our award-winning end-of-the-show segment where we bring you recommendations for things that you should check out in the week ahead. My name is Trevor. I've got Jeremy with me. I also put on pants. It got a little nipply. I mean nippy. What do nipples Mm. have to do with pants? I mean... (laughs) What have I done? I feel like you're talking about my third nipple again, and I don't appreciate it. You know I'm self-conscious, Trevor. Jesus. Yeah, no, I I know. I know. I did that on purpose. You're right. Nipples. Nipples. So, Jeremy, what do you have to recommend for the week to come? Well, I, I have a couple of new but not super new things. First off, Smile and Burn. Okay, tell me about Smile and Burn. Oh, Smile and Burn is amazing. So they're from Germany. Great. Um, they have the absolute greatest promo videos ever, and I don't understand a goddamn thing that they're ever saying in them. Because it's all in another language. It's all in German. Yeah. It, it's wonderful. So, you okay, I, I remember this band now. You showed me one of their videos. It was very, very good. I understood like four words because I took German for four and a half years if it's high not, school and college. If it's not Du Hausmisch, I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> You have me? Wiener Schnitzel. Mm. That's yeah. that's four words I know. I don't even think you know Wiener Schnitzel. Nine. Okay, five. Hello. Volkswagen. Guys, <laughs> I'm on a roll here. It's a people's car. I'm super All happy right. right now. Do what? I'm super excited. Okay, cool. Yeah, so Smile and Bird is very good. I've, I've had a chance to take a listen to them, and they, their video was very fun. Yes. Uh, they, they, it was the video you showed me. So the kind of music there, it's like... It's punk rock. Yeah. It's, it's punk. It, it's, it's punk. pretty standard. But 
I mean, they're very good at yeah. what they do, but the video was, was awesome. It was this yeah. old guy, this old, what I would describe as a posh music critic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. basically, he just shat on yeah. this band. Told, yelled at them and told them to shut up. Four, yeah, basically, like, abused this band for, like, four and a half minutes. Yeah. And then they played music. Yeah. Uh, it was very, very good. It's so good. And, and what's the album that you're you're recommending? It's called Get Better, Get Worse. And uh, honestly, like I said, like, they're they're an amazing band. They're, they're pretty much... Uh, how, I mean, if you can imagine, like, if Hot Water Music was from Germany, but, like, ten times better, and they also might listen to Refused every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and also also some Dillinger 4s mixed in there as well. I miss that band. Oh, God, I do too. We were listening to some... Di- okay, we actually took, like, an hour and a half long break after that last segment. We watched I one, to 100 Foot out. Robot Golf and... Yeah, we listened to Take On Me, and, and also some Dillinger 4 happened. Uh, that absolutely happened. It was I, like a minute. I found out that um, chill music is defined by really loud stoner metal, according to Apple. So I don't think any. I don't think a person at Apple is actually putting that together. Like, I, I really hope they like, are. Color me skeptical. I don't think a person is like looking at your music list and going, mm, I think you'll enjoy some Dillinger Escape Plan today on your chill podcast list. That actually happened, by the way. No, it did. Um, I had uh, I had a bunch of Banjo-Kazooie songs. I've never played Banjo-Kazooie. I, I don't listen to the Banjo-Kazooie soundtrack. Um, I think the... I can't remember his name, but the dude who composed that music is probably fine. Yeah. But... Uh, I know that ukulele was a shit game, mm-hmm. and that I don't really care about fucking three 3D platformers. That shit was like I played Spyro in kindergarten, and that was about the extent of my experience with this genre. I hate cluxathons. It's bad. Yeah, yeah, ukulele. Not a or good like, game. Fuck a Ua. I was gonna say ukulele. Ukulele. That that. You know what? I like yours better. It's because it's not mine. It's fucking out there on on the World Wide Web. Congratulations, whoever came up with that. Next up, I'm super excited about this one, by the way. I'm very excited. Oh, God, I'm so excited. At the Drive-In, just released their new album. Inter Alia. It's very good. God, it is so fucking good. So, (laughs) basically, if you like At the Drive-In, and you're like, man, I really miss that band... Listen to Interalia. If you don't know what At the Drive In is, number one, you it's, it's past your bedtime, little kiddo. It's time for you to go to bed. It's four AM almost. It is four AM. You need to go to bed now. You're you're You should have gone to bed five and a half hours ago. You're a growing boy. You're a growing boy. Somebody we... get somebody get Jason to listen to this though. <laughs> yes, here and we he's go. He's gonna learn some shit right Jason, now. Jason, if you're listening. At the Drive-In is much better than Newfound Glory. Also listen to Sparta. Sparta's really good. Sparta is very good. Sparta is really good. I, That's I, not what one of our recommendations. No. But You know what? It's my personal recommendation. Okay. Go fair. listen to Sparta. Just the entire discography because they filled in a lot of gaps for me while At the Drive-In was missing. And then Sparta went away. And then I had nothing. It was a sad time. I'm very sorry so, for you. Go, go listen to Enter Alia. Please. At the drive-in, Inter Alia, mm-hmm. it's out now. It's very good. 
Um, I thought it sounded a little bit like... So, obviously, Touche Amore is a band that came out after At The Drive-In came out. and Tried to fill that gap in a little bit further. At The Drive-In is a is sort of a progenitor of a lot of what we would consider today to be post-hardcore. Yes. Um, but, I mean, with ATDI's new album, it's very, very clear that, like, the... the the references and the influences are starting to kind of bounce back and forth between each other. Oh, yeah. Like I heard a lot of uh, the most recent Touche Amore album on at the drive-in mm-hmm. uh, on, on this new album. And um, obviously you can hear influences in the other band as well. Right. Um, but it, it's a fantastic album. Go take a listen. Um, just wherever you get your musics wherever it is just give them your money and if you don't know anything about at the drive-in and this is your starter go listen to relationship of command first yeah that's true and then just fucking pop this one in and you'll understand the love i promise you and they have really big hair so if if you if you like hair they had really big hair and keep in mind too um some of their later albums not this one but some of their later albums were getting real close to where they were starting to do the mars volta shit yeah um and then it gets a little bit more into uh shoegaze and some other crap that's not as good it's just all over the place so definitely check out relationship of command that's the perfect album exactly and and then check out inter alia yeah and if you could find by the way um completely off topic but if you could find the the copy of Relationship of Command that was on Grand Casino Records. I think that's what it was. Um, that copy is super fucking hard to find. I'm lucky I have that copy. Okay. Because, so- like, from whenever I was a kid, I bought it at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Um, when they sold records. Yeah. And uh, You but, are slightly older than me. I, now I now you should old. feel old. Yeah. and that. But the funny thing about it is that album was only like in production for like a couple of years. Oh, yeah. No. It was, and then it, it just not... disappeared and then Fearless Records picked it back up for some reason. Here we are with Enter Alia. Fearless Records. Aren't they the... Uh... No, I was thinking of another record label. They're the ones who used to do the pop... Go- well, I guess they... I, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and say used to. Used to do pop goes punk or punk goes pop punk and goes punk, whatever. punk goes metal because that's whenever they were doing shit with like fucking glass jaw and like all these actual fucking punk bands instead of bullshit like made a parade i was very confused by some of the size one dummy shit yeah especially especially mm, it makes more sense now i guess but does it yeah i feel like are it does. you sure my confusion started with uh fucking um the Reverend Peyton and his big damn band. Okay. That's where my confusion started. Love it. Super confused over why <laughs> this big bearded man is playing a righteous guitar with some uh some washboard. Yeah. In there. And I didn't understand a damn thing he was saying to me. No, no, at this point. Oh shit, there's a <laughs> And then there was Gogo Bordello. <laughs> yeah, no. Gogo Gogo Bordello is great. Um, I just had a thought. This isn't even on my recommendations list. It's not on, on iTunes or Apple Music or anything. Uh there's an old fucking like kind of power violence ish, grindish band called Brody's Militia. Also also uh self minority. Check them out. No. Fucking grade A boys. Okay. There is enough dead air around what you just said. I can just delete that out. <laughs> so, no, Brody's Militia, 
old grind band yeah. slash power violence band. Um, they fucking released a new album recently. Really? Yeah, like within the last couple months. I have a fucking Maximum Rock and Roll where they reviewed that album. And I went to look for it. Of course it's not on iTunes. Well, of course not. Of course not. It's really fucking not. Too much to... It's not on Bandcamp. It's not anywhere. It's just you fucking come to our show. There's not music. It's one of those 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 song or, or albums that just exists in thought. It doesn't yeah. actually exist. No, it's real. It's real. It's, it's the concept of no. You you know what doesn't exist? Art. Um. Fucking a good mammoth grinder album in 2017. I don't know what that is. Is a fucking. It's a power violence band slash metal band. Oh. Used to have some Oklahoma City people in it, and it sounded really, really good when they did. Mm-hmm. Then they moved into... Like, almost just really slow, shitty metal. Do you remember Cock and Ball Torture? No. It was pretty much just this metal band that just sounded like it was fronted by a bullfrog. That's great. So it was terrible. What's <laughs> what are some of your other re- recommendations, please, God? Cock and ball torture, of Stop course. Stop it. Um, then there's Shaky Graves. Tell, tell me about Shaky. Um, I, I'm not familiar with this. Shaky Graves is so good. It's just folk. Just folk. It's, it's just folk. Um, there's a new EP out called Nobody's Full and the Donor's Blues or Donor Blues EP. Okay. Uh, I think it's uh, Shaky Graves and the Horse that he rode in on, if I'm not mistaken. Is the it's a very long title. I'm not going through this. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, no, it's just I, I it's just a really good album. I don't even think it's like necessarily new per se. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know, but it, it's just super good. So listen to that. Uh, Municipal Waste. Municipal Waste. Okay. Fucking love Municipal I, Waste. My band that you just mentioned that I deleted um, played with them. We played Municipal Waste. And you're going to tell me you suck? Yeah, we did. (laughs) Self-minority is really good. You can't find their self. By the way, I still have your t-shirt. That's fucking sick. The Urkel t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I remember that shirt. Um, Yep. I think we should... You should dig that shit out of your closet if if everyone's not asleep yet. And we'll put that shit up on the Instagram. Oh, absolutely. We absolutely will. Only if you don't cut my (laughs) self-minority references. A homeless man stole... My hoodie that had a, uh, had a big back patch. Is it self minority? The one that Damn. had the knuckles on it. Well, that's that's some nostalgia. But yeah, no, my band played with Municipal Waste, and um, I was in cargo shorts and flip flop sandals. That makes sense. That was very metal. You know, fucking everyone was like, "You're fucking out of your mind," because I was in the pit. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Why? What are you doing? Get out of the fucking pit! Do not be in the pit during Municipal Waste." Yeah. With sandals, and I was like. Don't fucking tell me what to do. I'm trying to lose my toenails. I'm pl- I I play a bass in this band. Fuck off. <laughs> um, and I did not lose a toenail. Did not die. A lot of like lifting my feet up off the ground to make sure I didn't fucking. Oh, wow. My. Yeah. No, it's fine. A lot of just a lot of you know making sure it wasn't gonna die. Um, no, it was good. It was a good time. But I'm glad to hear that they're coming out with some new shit. Yeah, I think they it, do it, pretty it regularly. It already came out. Yeah, they. I think they're on tour right now. I've got a friend um, actually touring with them, now that I think about it, on the Warp Tour. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the new album's called Slime and Punishment. <laughs> and it is 
fantastic. I mean, there's nothing really groundbreaking. I mean, it's a municipal waste album. Either you like them or you don't. I was about to say I can't remember if it was municipal waste or toxic holocaust. I don't know if there's any real difference between there, those There's ones. a massive difference between That's the two. That's probably fair. No, it was municipal waste. I played with them. I would have hated you either way. <laughs> um, now, the next one's kind of surprising. Okay. Because I hate this band. <laughs> Okay. I legit hate this band. Why do you hate this band? What is they this band? They just bore me. They're, they're, they're this band from France. They're called Phoenix. Okay. Right? And I just don't, I don't like them. Their new album is really fucking good and I like it a lot. Neat. And it's called Tiamo. And okay. there's nothing more that I could really say about it. I mean, if you're looking for, this is, this is how I picture it. I mean, maybe you'll listen to it and think it's absolute shit. Dog maybe you'll shit, love right? it, you know. But whenever I thought of it, for some reason, I just thought of just kind of like being out on the porch with my friends, having a beer, and this music playing during the summer, uh, okay. maybe having a barbecue or whatever. Um, definitely no, not your standard barbecue music, obviously, but it's super, um, there's there's some 80s influence in there. Um, there's there's pop in there. there there's, there's just a lot of elements to this album that just made me really like it. Okay. And it's just... Overall, just like a really upbeat, really positive sounding album. And I just like it. So, Phoenix, Tiamo. And uh, while you're at it, Self Minority. Go. I don't know if our band camp still has music up. I still still have a hard copy of your music. Don't worry. I'll hook them up, Bo. Or Bro. Bo. Bo. It's fine. Uh, Okay, so my recommendation starts with The Scandals. I don't know much about this band. Um, but it, it showed up on some recommendations for me, and I checked it out. The album is called The Lucky 7 EP. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It reminded me of old school Gaslight Anthem from like yeah. the 59 sound. It's got some Even gruff, before that, actually. It's got some gruff punk and roll shit going on. Um, very sort of, it's not nostalgic for any one period of punk rock or like Bruce Spring- Springsteen fandom. Um, but it's got a little bit of the tinges of all of that shit. Um, a little bit of a hint of the clash. A little bit of the clash. A little bit of the clash. Um, don't really have much to say. Just solid album. Check it out. Um, Hyper Potions has a new song out. Um, this is, not a, another, again, another band I'm very not familiar with. But definitely makes some shit that I'm into. Um, I mean, he pulled it up because it had a picture of a corgi dressed as Sonic the Hedgehog. That's very true. It was. Adorable. I watched him gush for like five minutes. It you was, also gushed. It, it was. You kind also of gushed. We, we Hyper hugged. Potions. Time Trials is the name of the song. It's a very good song. It's, it's bleepy and bloopy, just like every other chiptune song out there. And just because it is every other chiptune song out there, it's gonna make you smile and kind of dance a little bit, because that's just how chiptune is. I love Chip Tune. Or make you judge the nerd culture. I mean, you know, you live your life. Motherfucker, I will cut you. Raw Power. Yes. Is the band that I'm going to cut you with. Yes. Good. Their album Inferno has come out. So this is an Italian thrash band. Yes. Uh, fucking holy shit. They're, they're, they're doing some good shit. Yeah. I think Raw Power is, is an apt name because that essentially describes everything they've got going on. I think they're touring with, uh, or did tour with uh, Volbeat. 
Volbeat. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why that's a thing. <laughs> Volbeat is terrible. Yeah. They're so bad. Yeah. No, they are. But they're like, hey, look at my black metal patches, and, and let me sing you this Nickelback song. If no, Raw Power is much better than that. Yes. I um, don't. So why are they touring? I don't know. I don't know. You know, these are questions that no one can answer. No, well, somebody's got no answers. human being can answer this question. Um, and then finally, Trevor something. Uh, this is a synthwave composer. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of was one of the first people to inter- re- kind of reintroduce this '80s sort of like you know the movie track with the dudes walking down the street and there's like mist coming up off the sidewalk and shits late at night or like right at sunset or something like that. Um, Sounds like a really good horror movie. It's it's some good shit, yeah. Um, Trevor Something was one of the first sort of synthwave artists to bring this shit back. And his new album is nothing like that. His new album sounds weirdly like 80s new wave. And it's like, if we're getting back to that point, I'm in. I'm ready. Uh, I mean, I like 80s. 80s. I'm good. I'm I'm ready for this shit. Um, do you have anything else that you'd like to recommend? Um, Any other things? Um, if if Doesn't you guys be... if you guys are going to listen to any of these songs or bands with your loved one, always wear protection. Um, we That's just ca- it? we just care about you. So my suggestion is, don't be silly. Wrap your willy. That's okay. also all right. A Serbian film. Absolutely cutting that part. Don't cut that out. No, I'm cutting that out. Don't cut that I'm out. I'm cutting that out. You so should not cut that out. There is nothing good that can come of this. I mean, I'm cutting it out, dude. Fine. Fine. I will leave other shit in there. I'm cutting the Serbian film out. <laughs> This whole conversation is gone. It's a good movie. No, it's not. If you get past the baby raping. Done. (laughs) Given that we have no more recommendations for you for this week, even though I'm pretty sure we did not top last week's award-winning, record-smashing rant about Cuphead. God. It was a good... I want it. I want that game. Oh, man. September needs to hurry up and get here. There's that in Marvel vs. Capcom. (laughs) Infinite Man, I'm I, just, You guys aren't going to see me for a while. No, I'm going to go see Spider-Man uh, Homecoming tomorrow. Well, that's tight. Yeah. You want to come? I can't. I'm waiting for my internet to get fixed tomorrow. Well, fuck you then. But I will be with you in spirit. Okay. Um, I'll, tell you how, I'll tell you all about it next week. They give me all the spoilers. You are a bearded piece of shit (laughs) uh no but until next time my name is trevor i'm jeremy hi jason hi jason thank you so much for listening to the terminus podcast we will see you next week follow us on itunes subscribe to us there uh you can listen to our uh, first and second episodes probably don't listen to the first episode avoid it like avoid it just, just avoid like it you don't, you don't have to you yeah. do not have to listen just to stay it. the fuck out um you can also it. catch us on uh soundcloud and hopefully soon stitcher radio uh you can also go to our facebook page and like us there so that we feel very important and get 
really happy because we get fans. Yay. Yay. Um, no, but you can go to facebook.com forward slash Terminus Pod. Um, search for us on Instagram at the Terminus Podcast. Is it is it the Terminus Podcast? Or, yeah. you know, okay. Um, and if you want to drop us a line to tell us how fucking horrible we are for our opinions, which you are absolutely free to do at any time, you can go to... Uh, your email inbox and type in the following email address the terminus podcast at gmail.com one thing i found out and maybe we should make this real clear if if you're going to send hate to a podcast called terminus be sure you don't send it to like one of the seven doctor who podcasts out there unless you really just don't like doctor who in which case i don't I don't really have one way or another to, you know, sort of say anything about that. They're just going to be very confused. They're going to be real fucking confused, and they're going to come find us, and then they'll be like, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, and we'll be like, go fuck yourself. Well, I'm really happy you know what any of that is, because I have no idea what you just said. You're right. Um, listen, I have a lot of darkest, dark secrets in my past. You don't need to know any of these. Your past. Uh, in my past. Yeah, quote-unquote. I don't fucking watch Doctor Who, dude. Yeah, but um, but do not like any of the imitators that have been around for far longer than we have. No. Like us at the Terminus podcast with Trevor, Trevor and Jeremy. And Jeremy, yes. And we will see you next time. Once again, thank you so much to Kevin Moan, Kevin Moan and the Reptiles for the use of our theme song, Police State. Off the album, Kevin Moan and the Reptiles. You can find it at kevinmoantherreptiles.bandcamp.com. It's not a new album. It's 2014 album. But yeah. you know what? It's all good because it's good music that you should put in your ears. Absolutely. And we'll see you next week. Think for yourselves. Bye. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> We're just laughing about some chili. <laughs>